0: Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church.
3: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm Dave Heiliger filling in for Dr. Anderson today. Today it's Top Topic Tuesday and we're talking about education. You ready to get this conversation going? Let's go. Live from our nation's capital,
1: welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital.
3: Well, it's not quite Dr. David Anderson, but you got another David here with you today. It's Dave Heiliger filling in for Dr. Anderson as he's out on a little bit of travel. And I am so glad you're joining us this Tough Topic Tuesday. You've caught us here in the middle of a summer series that I'm hosting called Uncomfortable Truths. You know, here on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, he's always entering into deep divides that address race, politics, relationships, and today's not going to be any different than that because we're diving into another conversation where we're looking at some of the unsettling realities of our world and trying to make sense and make change at the same time. So how do we do that? We build a bridge of conversation. So we're so glad that you're joining us to build this bridge of conversation, and I hope you call in to join us. If you're watching online, you see that I'm joined by a friend of mine, Mr. Ryan Golson, and I can't wait for you to meet him in a minute. You know, this is Tough Topic Tuesday. We do all sorts of things throughout the week, right? Marriage Monday, Tough Topic Tuesday, Wisdom Wednesday, Theological Thursday, and then finish it off with open phone-in Friday. Well, on this Tough Topic Tuesday, we're talking about some gaps in our education system. We're talking about education today because uh, it's not uncommon to see disparity in education outcomes that negatively affect communities of color. And we see that in urban situations especially, and uh, today we're going to be talking about Baltimore City and our public school system, and looking to see, you know, all of us here in the DMV think about uh, education that affects the people that we love. And so let's take a deeper dive into looking at some of those things that affect how our young people uh, receive uh, education for their future. So if you've got some thoughts on the education system, maybe it uh, has affected you in a certain way, people that you love, we want to hear what you have to say about it. Do you see any kind of disparities in different communities receiving different kind of levels of education or quality of education? Uh, who's who's to blame here, and how do we make it better? 888-432-7434. That's 888 bridge And you can join the conversation. I've got a friend of mine, our guest today, an administrator at uh, Baltimore City Charter School that seems to be overcoming some of these challenges, all right? So we're going to be talking about maybe some things that are different about the way my friend Ryan's school is operating and how they're bridging these divides, uh, and so I want to wa- want us all to learn from that. So uh, wherever you're listening from, you might be in your car, on your way home from work here in rush hour traffic. Hopefully, uh, you're getting home safe, maybe you're at your car, in your uh, at your desk, or at home, We're just glad you've joined us. We're broadcasting on WAVA 105.1 FM, or you can see us live on Facebook or YouTube at Anderson Speaks. You can see us waving to you right now, and we're just really glad you have joined us. Well, I'm going to pray for the show, and uh, then I'll introduce our guest to you. Father, thank you for an opportunity to not just uh, live the beautiful life that you've laid out in front of us, but Lord, be change makers, and kingdom bringers so that more and more people can experience your love, your grace, your forgiveness, and the fullness of life that you bring. So I pray your blessing on this conversation as we talk about the education system, and we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Ryan, it's good to see you today. It's good to be here. My goodness. Well, our guest today is Ryan Golson. Ryan is a rising administrator at Kit Baltimore's uh, Academy in Baltimore City. Kip is a is a public charter school. It sends over 70% of its graduates to study at the collegiate level. You've got to understand, that's in stark contrast to the numbers that Baltimore City schools are putting out. Well, Ryan has been a classroom educator in Baltimore for the past 15 years. His holistic approach to education has placed him at the nexus of schools, families, uh, students, and community. He's a promoter and performer of the arts and also – He's the pastor of Shiloh United Church in Baltimore City. He carries on a rich tradition of community engagement with his congregation.
4: Ryan, how do you do it all? <laughs> you, got a, you got a full dance card, my friend. I mean, you make me sound so good. I was wondering who you were talking about. Well, Thank
3: you. I, I'm sure I could keep going, too, because I know your interests and passions uh, lead you in all sorts of different directions. But uh, one of the main things that you invest your heart and your life into is your work at the KIPP Academy.
4: Yeah, you know, I'm really proud to be an educator in Baltimore City and I'm really proud of the work we're doing at Kip Baltimore. Um, you know, it's a public charter school as you said in your introduction. We have an elementary school and a middle school. Elementary school Kip Harmony and then our middle school Kip Ujima. So we're really proud of the work that we're doing there.
3: Wow. And so
4: right there in Baltimore City, which uh which neighborhood are you uh is your school located in? So we're in West Baltimore, the foundation of our school, I guess we are where we began, we really focused a lot in the Park Heights community. Mm-hmm. We've kind of broadened our horizons, and we're now – kids are coming from all over the city to come to our school.
3: So tell people a little bit about the work that you guys do at KIPP and how it really is set
4: apart as an interesting learning community there in Baltimore City. So, so KIPP, as I said, it's a public charter school, and I think what makes our school so special is that we really focus a lot on team and family. Mm-hmm. We really are committed to making sure that our families are a part of the team and that they're invested in their children's education and the work that we do at the school. So it becomes a big team effort. Um, our school makes so many decisions and everything. We're very intentional. We're very intentional to in the things we do so that we can get the best outcome for our students and families.
3: So it's not just about the students, not just about the kids that walk through the door at, on a school day, but you see them as a part of a wider community that needs to be engaged with not just, you know, learning outcomes and curriculum and putting in the work with tests and
4: uh, – um, standardized uh, results. You know, what we have found is that when you invest in families, when you invest in families and when you show families that you generally are concerned about their children, their children's life and their outcome, families become partners. And mm-hmm. That's a big word. When you have families as partners in the education system, you can do so much and get so much accomplished. And so is that something that you see a lot of success in? Like, do families want to be a part of this or do you feel a lot of resistance from the families in, in your community? So what I've found is that families, first of all, because, you know, living in Baltimore sometimes can be rough. There can be many challenges that they face, but the fact that someone is invested in their child and someone is asking for them to be a part and creating a space, a safe space for them to come into and feel welcome, our families love it and they thrive in that kind of environment. So they recognize, the families recognize they have something special in KIPP. Oh, absolutely. I mean, our families wear the KIPP brand very proudly. They're proud of their school they're proud of their students. They're proud of the family um, atmosphere that we create. Is KIPP a private school? No, Do people have to pay <laughs> for this and like Absolutely get scholarships not. or like. Is this is so- something that's set apart from the public school system? And that's such a big misconception that people have that we're not a private school. We are a public charter school. Our hmm. children come from the same communities and the same environments that kids do in all all across Baltimore City. I mm-hmm. mean, um, I'll just say that for the KIPP network all over the country. It is a public charter organization.
3: Wow. And so uh, neighborhood students coming in supported by neighborhood families, served by a community and a school that really cares about the neighborhood, the actual place where you're planted matters. And uh, as we kind of move forward in this conversation, we're going to look at how KIPP maybe is set apart from some of the other learning um, outcomes and results that Baltimore City gets and hopefully see a couple of the things that make KIPP different. 888-432-7434. Join the conversation.
5: Never been a more perfect time to go solar. Homeowners in Maryland, DC, and Virginia are saving hundreds on their utility bills and getting paid for the energy they produce through their solar panels. Homeowners are also now eligible for a tax credit of 30% when switching to solar energy. Why pay the utility company every month for the energy you consume when you can own your own energy and get paid for it instead? If you've been thinking about going solar, Call or text my trusted solar guy. His name's Michael, and here's his number. Are you ready? 202-618-8929. You worried that your solar panels won't look good on your old roof? No problem. They'll take care of a new roof for you as well. Zero money down. Give them a call right now. The first 10 callers today to get on the schedule for a consultation will get a free $500 gift card. So start saving money on your energy and get paid by going solar for zero down with Michael. His number again is 202-618-8929. Get your solar
6: done. If you're anything like me, You see all the division and hostility in the world, and you know that if you just had the right tools, you could make a difference. You could help bring some healing. You could be a bridge builder. Guided by Dr. David Anderson and the Gracism Global team, I learned how to live and lead by becoming a positive solution in a world that's dealing with such negative problems. I went from feeling overwhelmed to being empowered, from being a bystander to becoming a bridge builder. Dr. Anderson has taken the principles of racism around the world, helping corporations, ministries, nonprofits, and government leaders grow in their ability to bridge the deepest divides of color, class, and culture. Through Racism Global's coaching and certifications, you can gain the confidence and skills to bring change right where you are, whether for you or your whole organization. We're here to help you bring the power of racism into your life and leadership today. Visit GracismGlobal.com and join us on this transformative journey. We're not just fighting against racism, we're building a world of Gracism.
5: That's 240-516-4967. Ask for the owner, Fidel, and tell him that Dr. Anderson sent you.
1: Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, Visit Dr. Anderson's public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text-piration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to nine seven zero zero zero. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to nine seven zero zero zero. And now... Back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
3: Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm Dave Heiliger filling in for Dr. Anderson today. And today you've caught us on Tough Topic Tuesday. And we're addressing some things today about racial education gaps, specifically looking at some of the gaps we see in Baltimore City, maybe even Washington, D.C., around the racial lines. And we're wondering, how do we give our young people the best possible education and where where are we seeing uh strategies that work and so we have our special guest today mr ryan golson who serves as an administrator at uh, kip academy in baltimore city a public charter school that's seeing extraordinary rates of matriculation into college for their graduates and uh we are just so excited to have you on the show today ryan
4: Thanks for lo- having me. I'm great, glad to be here.
3: Yeah. Well, we just started talking about uh, the charter school approach and looking at how uh, the work that you all do in is creating some results. But we're going to start out by going, going to the phone lines. We've got uh, Tony in Washington, D.C., and uh, we're really glad you joined the conversation today, Tony. Are you there? Going once. Going twice. Tony, are you there? All right. Hey, Tony, if you got, got a chance, give a call back. We'd love to hear your comment or your question and have you join the conversation. Hey, if you're out there, 888-432-7434, that's 888-43-BRIDGE if you need some help uh, uh, remembering that, uh, that number right there. And we'd love for you to join the conversation. So what I want to ask you all out there in the, the listening world is where are you seeing the racial uh, education gap hit hard for you? Like, is it, is it hitting home for you where you are in your world? Maybe somebody that, that you live with or the schools that your kids go to, or maybe even how you've experienced it as you grew up? Um, did you see a discrepancy in the quality of education that, uh, that you were receiving? And so uh, to address that, Baltimore City has taken different strategies, and one of them is a charter school. And so, Ryan, can you tell us a little bit about that charter school approach?
4: So the charter school approach, it allows the administration and those who run the school some flexibility to make decisions that are tailored, made for that school in particular. Um, I think about KIPP in particular, one of the things that I found interesting when I came to KIPP is its model of coaching teachers. Hmm. Uh, We're very intentional to make sure that our teachers receive coaching each and every week so they can always be in the mode of improving their practice. Hmm. And when you have that kind of coaching cycle, that kind of uh, intention of making sure teachers are at their best, it really works well and the students really benefit.
3: Because the teachers are putting in the hard work, right? Absolutely. If you think about teachers who are right there uh, on the front lines of our education system, they're having to deal with a lot from the administrative level and even the school system level that affects their uh, the way they invest in students. And so I guess the more support you can give to the teacher, the better chance we have of giving the students a quality ed- education.
4: Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up. you know, We just take a moment just to celebrate the hard work that teachers do each and every day. Yeah. And I always say that when we have these type of discussions, when we talk about what needs to be done um, with our students to change our community – I guess to change our world you have to have a conversation with the teacher we have to get the teachers involved in the conversation and we improve the work that they can do each and every day we can improve the outcome for students and families
3: so if if you think about it on a couple of different levels at the student level you want to you know the student to be engaged but you don't kind of you don't blame them for these gaps in opportunity that students are kind of at the mercy of the system then you have the teachers who are seemingly also at the mercy of the system. And so does it go all the way up to school boards and, uh, you know, leadership at the city level that we really need to be having this conversation? Is this a problem that goes all the way up to those at the, at the top?
4: I think it's a great point. I think what we really see is that there are systems, there are systems in place that have not benefited students, especially in black communities, African-American communities, um, for many years. So we have to really begin to look at some of those systems and things that have been in place that have been hindering progress and growth for our students?
3: Well, uh, attorney Ben Crump, who uh, has reached some national levels of, uh, of notoriety as he's fought some civil rights lawsuits recently, is a part of a lawsuit against Baltimore City for some of these education gaps that are negatively affecting uh, our African-American communities. And what he says, and a lot of the, the data coming out of it, is – more money isn't necessarily the problem, mm. you know. The Baltimore City spends uh, more money per student than the average school system, so it seems like there might be some strategy issues of how that money's spent, or maybe even failing infrastructure. You know, buildings that can't keep the AC on or the heat on, students are losing days. You know, all of these affect um, our urban communities at a higher rate than some of these suburban communities that um, don't have the, the same kind of history that our city schools have.
4: Yeah, I haven't really got a chance to hear much of his argument, but it's an argument that I've heard quite a bit. But I will push back and say this, that when we have that discussion, we have to think that some of the inequities or some of the problems we see did not happen overnight. We're talking about generations and generations of harm or um, disinvestment in our communities. So when we say money is not an issue, I will push back and disagree. In order to bring our children up to the place where they need to be, there needs to be a bigger money investment to bridge those gaps. Mm -hmm. We've had generations of gaps of problems that have been happening in our school system. So that's what we're working trying to get towards. So
3: years and years and years of uh, under-resourcing won't be solved with a minimal increase in funding right now is what you're saying.
4: There needs to be something bold. Uh, this we need to think as a country, we need to think as a community, what kind of bold actions need to be taken, what kind of big investments we need to make in order to really invest in our children. And when we invest in our children, we invest in our, all of our futures. Now, I feel like
3: sometimes when we have these conversations uh, around the inequities, maybe or even around race – and when we look at Bal- Baltimore City and you start talking, talking about the things that are, that are under-resourced or some of the challenges, we can forget some of the, the light spot, the, the, the bright spots, the points of light in the communities of Baltimore City. Mm-hmm. And I would hate for our conversation to be around the, the challenges without recognizing the really amazing qualities of some of the, the, I, some of the amazing qualities of the community and of the people
4: there. Well, Dave, thank you for lifting that. Listen, I've been teaching for a long time, and I've met students from all different types of backgrounds, all school communities, and there's one thing I will say. I don't care what school you live in, what system you live in, all parents want to see is they want to have the best for their children. Mm-hmm. They may look different. They may not know how to get to there, but that's what all students want. And in Baltimore City, we have some of the brightest, some of the best students I've met all anywhere in the world, and I've traveled quite a bit.
3: Yeah, and, and that th- with with that in mind, anything we can do to pour fuel on that flame and lift them up is like okay let's let's do that and so we're looking for those strategies that'll help hey let's go back to tony in washington dc and uh let's see if let's see if we got him this time tony are you there hey yeah i'm still here hey tony thanks so much for joining the conversation
2: yeah i think you know first off i think what um the previous uh, callers speaking about. I think it's fantastic, and that it's great that we're talking about investing in, in our children. Um, being a person who's not from, the, not from the, uh, the Baltimore area or from the DC area, I'm originally from New York. Um, a lot of the things that we grew up with, um, we we didn't have. <laughs> didn't have what we had. So I give. A huge thanks to, to people that are like to people that are working in kit, for example, or a lot of these public private charters, um, because that's what's really important. We did not have the same opportunity to learn about doing taxes in high school that, um, or learn about a lot of home economics that sh- really we should have been taught, or we should have learned. But the argument then is you can you know your parents are supposed to teach you that. So, However, I had the opportunity for private schools to actually do that.
3: I'm so sorry, go ahead. yeah. Uh, are you saying that schools should focus a little bit more on life skills uh, in, as they as they invest in in this next generation?
2: It, it, that's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, setting it—you're talking about setting up your your, your future for success uh, and, and everything. I mean, if America truly wants to focus on, you know, developing some Common Core or developing something that says this is a standardized test that shows how smart we are then sure, but you're setting up everyone else. You're setting up an entire generation not to understand how to actually live. And I think anyone who understands that, um, the millennial, the very tail end of millennials, they came in in the 2000, they, they came in in the, 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 the teens, 2010s and stuff, trying to get the tail end. Like I did not grow with a computer despite being in 1995.
3: Right. Um,
2: I grew up learning how to use a computer in college, <laughs> or in high school. I did not grow up with that. But, however, there's a generation right after me that grew up in, you know, first grade using type to learn and trying to do that. So you have a generation that is catching up to a generation that has already excelled in technology, that has already excelled in science, technology, engineering, math. And some of them don't even know how to do their taxes. Some of them don't know the importance of of being misclassified, Mm. um, whether or not it's as an intern or as an employee. Uh, Some people get wrapped up in that and focusing on how to build credit when they don't know how to build credit or or anything like that. So life safety, uh, it's not life safety, life life skills truly is a subject area that I think should be focused on our education in our education system.
3: Tony, thanks so much for calling in. I'm going to have our guest, Mr. Golson, comment on that after we come back from the break. Uh, Really glad you joined our conversation. If you're out there and you want to join the conversation too, you might be a teacher or you might have kids in school and you want to comment on the education system. 888-432-7434. We'll see you right back.
2: A. Action dot com. Episode five and in Adendale. and has a problem. Every drain in the master bath was running slow. Not just slow, but it was Slow. It's time for the A Action 18. So, Anne looked up aactionhomeservices.com and called.
7: It's Anne in Annandale. I have a problem.
2: So, Chuck sent out Mr. Plugobatic from aactionhomeservices.com. It took some time, but the drains were running like brand
8: new. Problem solved. Keep your home running smoothly. Go to aactionhomeservices.com. If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consult Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Alexa can play WAVA-FM. And hear us wherever you
0: are on our mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, or Radio.com. Pastors and ministry leaders, join us October 3rd for the WAVA One Heart, One Mind Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. To register, go to WAVA.com.
9: The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now and i pray you and your family are greatly blessed
3: welcome back we're here with real talk with dr david anderson here we go, here we are we've uh, been talking today on tough topic tuesday about the education system and looking at some of the ways that we might be able to close the racial education gap. You know, a lot of times we see some disparity even widened in our urban settings where communities of black and, black and brown folks are suffering, uh, uh, the, the, getting the short end of the stick as it relates to the strategies to raise up this next generation to be prepared for uh, the workforce, for success, and for a life where they get a chance to contribute back into our society in a way that, that equalizes with other communities. So today we're talking with my good friend Ryan Golson, who is an uh, educator in Baltimore City, has had a front row view of not just some of the disparity that exists within the education system, but doing great work at the Kip Academy, a charter school in Baltimore City, that has great relationships with those in their community, and has been investing in teachers, has different strategies to make sure that they uh, produce different results. And so, uh, Ryan, we've been talking about this uh, education gap that some people experience. And our caller right before we signed off, they were talking about building some of these life skills, you know, preparing people for life, not just math class. What do you think about that? Is that something that schools uh, need to be on the forefront of, or is that something that kids should be learning at home?
4: So I'd like to thank Tony for bringing that conversation up. It's one that we have been having uh, in the education world a lot. We talk about balancing. What do our students really need to learn? What kind of skills can we give them within the school? And it's really a balancing act. Yes, we, there are some life skills that we believe that we can teach at school. There are some things that some you know some life applications that we feel like we can give our students, but we have to balance it also with the academic. So uh, we think of strategic ways where we can give students a little bit of both. Mm. Right? Uh, charter schools are a great example for that because some charter schools in certain districts have the flexibility to extend their day, to have longer days or maybe even to have longer school years. And when they can do those things, they can kind of offer some other curriculum and some other things that students mm-hmm. may need.
3: Yeah. When we were doing some work through Gracism Global, uh in Ferguson, Missouri, uh, we built some relationships with uh administrators at a local elementary school and when we were talking with the principal of that school and we said, Well what what could we do, you know, as outsiders, as people that might have resources to help you have a bigger impact on your on your community? You know what she told us? What's that? She said, I need a washing machine.
4: Yeah. and we
3: said what a washing machine and she said a washing machine you she said you wouldn't believe how many students don't want to come to school because they don't have clean clothes Mm -hmm. and so uh through some of our connections with whirlpool dr anderson was able to arrange to have a washing machine uh delivered to that school and they said attendance rates skyrocketed and not just that but it also brought the families into the schools. You know, the parents were in the schools using the facilities there. And so the, crea- the creation of partnerships between teachers and the parents grew because they would stand around and talk a little bit more. It's amazing how some of these life um, uh, extras, you know, things that go, don't go into curriculum, can actually fuel partnerships between the schools and the people that they serve.
4: Yeah, I love the example you gave because it talked about meeting people's needs. And, you know, as people of faith, we know we always think about, like, you know, even in Scripture, how Jesus, you know, he, before he could give the gospel, before he can reach people, he had to meet a need. we mm. were hungry, so he had to feed them. And we really pride ourselves on seeing people for who they are and say, well, look, there's a need. You know, this, this family has a need, and what can we do as a system? What can we do as a school to help them to meet that need so that the child can come and they can learn and be focused and
3: grow? And so if the child comes and they their needs have been met, they're receiving all of that education uh, from a different place than if they came in with all of that background noise going on in their mind.
4: Yeah, it goes back to community. And when you build schools that are communities, that have resources, it really um, – it benefits our whole student. I think at KIPP Baltimore, one of the things we have is we have a health center that's located right in our schools, hmm. one of the only kind in the country, um, the Rails Health Center, which is a partnership between John Hopkins Hospital, where students can receive services right there at school. Yes, they keep their primary care, but they can see a doctor right there at school. They can wow. get um, you know, all kinds of attention there at school so that it does not take students away from – you know the academic day; they have those that opportunity to have those things there. You know, in Baltimore, we have a high uh, percentage of students who have asthma. Hmm. You, can you believe it or not? Like asthma is something that keeps students away from school. So, if we need to educate them, we got to meet their needs. So, we got to uh, you know address that issue, I and mean, that's what we're trying to do.
3: And if we zoom out and see a lot of those health disparities are because of some of the other systemic, you know, uh, pressures that have been on. Uh, black and brown communities, we see that you know, this isn't just, oh, put more money or more resources and help people who are in need. This is really trying to right some of these wrongs that our society has you know, built up over the years. That if, if we're seeing greater disparity, we have to trace it back to where did this start from and do we have some responsibility to right some of the things that have gone wrong over years and years of, uh, of inequality?
4: Dave, I like the way you think. sure you don't want to come to work at my school.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm n- I know you all are doing great work. You know, if you want to join the conversation, you can, 888-432-7434. If you're a teacher, I'd love to hear from you uh, wondering what kind of support do you receive from your administrators uh, to make really great partnerships with those in your community? Uh, do you all just – are you just expected to teach Or are there some other resources that are given to you to create some partnerships? We'll be right back here on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
5: I've got Mr. Andrew Altman on the line. He's the owner of Best Buy Waterproofing. How in the world are you, Mr. Altman? I'm
1: doing great. How are you?
5: I'm alive and grateful. Hey, please tell my listeners why Best Buy Waterproofing is so effective and why our partnership's been so great.
1: We're so effective because we solve each and every homeowner's issue with complete customer satisfaction. And your customers have been so nice to us after the fact. We're friends with some of them, and it's been just a blessing.
5: I'm so glad to hear that. Why should people call you today, and do you have any specials for the Real Talk listeners?
1: If they call us today, we'll give your listeners a 25% discount. We'll give them a free inspection of their basement, inside and outside and when they're ready they can give us a call
5: that's best buy waterproofing.com where if people want to call you directly they can call you at 844-980-3707 thank you for your partnership mr andrew altman with real talk with dr david anderson
1: thank you very much we are so grateful
4: best buy waterproofing before the water
6: Welcome back
3: to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm Dave Heiliger filling in for Dr. Anderson as he's traveling. Doc, wherever you are, we just give a big shout out to you and just thank you so much for the work that you've done over the years to build bridges across the deepest divides of color, class, and culture. You know, a couple months ago, we uh, finalized the revised and expanded version of *Gracism: The Art of Inclusion*, Dr. Anderson's flagship book that addresses issues of racism and building flourishing multicultural communities. You can check that out uh, uh, on Amazon. Grab a book, give us a review, tell us what you thought of it. We'd love to hear from you. And the new audiobook version is out exclusively on Audible. We want to make sure you get connected to that. Uh, it's a great resource for anybody who's finding themselves in positions where they're leading in multicultural environments or you're operating in multicultural environments and you want to be a bridge builder. So check that out, Gracism, The Art of Inclusion, revised and expanded. Uh, I worked with Dr. Anderson on that. That uh, this new version of the book, and we want to make sure you get a copy of it. Uh, this Summer Series is brought to you by Gracism Global, an organization that Dr. Anderson started to make sure leaders are equipped to build bridges across these deep divides. So you can check us out at gracismglobal.com and uh, get connected to some resources that can help you grow in your leadership and even your organization to build these flourishing multicultural communities. Well, Dr. Anderson always says comprehension begins with Conversation and today we're having a conversation around our tough topic today, here on Tough Topic Tuesday. We're looking at some of the gaps that we experience in the racial, in in the education system around racial lines. You know, we want to make sure people are given uh, the best quality education. You know, students, young people shouldn't have to bear the burden of the disparity that exists in our society. And uh, we've got our special guest, Mr. Ryan Golson here, who's an administrator at a charter school in Baltimore City, kind of in a, a central location where there's a lot of disparity within the, the education system. Where, where does Baltimore City sit when it comes to uh, offering quality education to their young
4: people? So Baltimore, like many other districts and urban environments, uh, struggle sometimes because, you know, what you see in the school is a product of what's happening in the community. Right? So Baltimore City is trying to be very strategic in making sure that they create plans and that they look at what's happening and see what needs to work or what needs to be revamped to meet the needs of our students currently. Uh, that's what every, every great school system does. Yeah. You can't. You have to look at what's happening, and then when you see something happening, something shifting, something changing, you revamp, or you plan, you organize the kind of things, get things working for the best benefit of the students.
3: You know, a new study was released by Wallet Hub that says Baltimore City ranks 146th out of 149th for the lowest high school graduation rates among major U.S. cities in 2023. That is a hard number to hear, um, but I want to come back to the thought that that isn't that's, – that's not the destiny of the young people in Baltimore City when you have uh, great strategies like what you at KIPP are doing to invest not just in the student but, like you said, partnerships with families, partnerships with families. Can you talk a little bit more about what it means as a teacher because you spent 15 years in the classroom mm-hmm. to handle the full load of your teaching responsibilities – because that's a full load, while also now having the responsibility of building bridges to
4: the families of the community as well. Is that too much to ask of a teacher? No, I think that's what teachers do best. And let me just say, I I haven't had a chance to really check into those facts and those those, those, the data that you just shared, I'm sure that those who work for Baltimore City will probably say that there are reasons behind that, and they will probably question where that data came from and how we got to those numbers. But I'm not here. I, that's not my sure, job.
3: Sure, and <laughs> I, I would be very interested to have somebody uh, explain some some of that because the side of Baltimore City that you've seen is a side of promise, mm-hmm. a side of hope, and a side of light.
4: Yeah, but I think it's fair for a community to ask questions. And I don't think anyone in administration, anyone, even in our district, minds, people asking questions because that's how we grow. You ask questions, and as you say, we have a conversation. So I think it's a fair question to ask. Why does this happen? Where is this coming from, and what can we do to improve it? As you were talking to me earlier, I mean, one of my greatest strengths, I believe, as an educator, was building community with families. I wanted children, when they came into my classroom each and every day, to know that they were an extension of me and they were an extension of my family I wanted them to feel safe, and because I created that environment in my classroom, students went home, they talked about it with their families, it became a place of learning, and it became a place of growing, so much so that I see my students all over, all over the city of Baltimore, and they're doing great things, but they remember the environment that I created in that classroom space. So as I've been moving and trying to do new things in an administration role, I try to create that same environment. What I did in my classroom setting is what I'm trying to create on a grade level what I'm helping to plan even on the whole school-wide level is the community and the space that we create is it conducive and does it make it a space that's conducive for learning where students learn and grow.
3: That's amazing. And for, for you, I, you know, I've followed Ryan on social media for a while. Ryan and I grew up together, and uh, his, his career has been played out publicly on his, on his Facebook page, not just by you, you know, presenting what's happening in, uh, in your world, but the comments and relationships and, uh, and feedback that comes from the families to you in that public platform affirm everything you've just said. And so y'all can follow – follow Ryan. Ryan, how do they follow you on, on social media so they, can, <laughs> so they can get a front row seat to what it's really like to be in a position like yours? So if you
4: search my name, Ryan Golson, there are not many of us, uh-huh. um, you'll find me there. And Spell that last name for him. Golson, G-H-O-L-S-O-N. I share a lot of great footage from – my time in the classroom. I was a music teacher, by the way, so we share a lot of our experience there, and we talk a lot about our family and the work we did at KIP Baltimore.
3: Yeah, great feedback, well-respected leader in your community, and it's not just you talking, it's everybody confirming everything you just said. Hey, well, let's go to Destiny in Upper Marlboro. We'd love to have you join the conversation today. Hi there, Destiny.
7: Hi there. How are you?
3: Doing well. Thanks for joining the conversation.
7: Yeah, I just wanted to uh, chime in. Um, I was an educator, still am, but now just homeschooling. But I was educated for over 22 years and worked in many uh, Title One schools, you know, up and down the East Coast. And uh, what the gentleman was saying, as far as you know, the school environment and a lot of what goes on in the school is a direct has a direct correlation between what's actually happening at home and in the you know the larger community and about, you know, just some of the um, issues that urban communities face and what ultimately is brought then into the classroom. And I think that part of what has to happen, and I think it is happening on some level, is really diving deep into, you know, identifying those issues, Um, And then ultimately, what are the causes of those issues, Um, you know, the underlying causes, and then ultimately trying to work together to, you know, try to to rectify some of those. So it's such as, you know, I found that often when I worked in more urban environments, many of my students came from, you know, single parent homes where, you know, it was a mom, you know, taking care of, you know, the children on her own and so one of the questions that we have to then ask ourselves is why is this? Mm-hmm. And um what are the larger societal influences that, you know, contributes and, you know, motivates and promote, you know, um that type of lifestyle sure. and, you know, causes people to make those type of decisions for themselves. And, you know, a lot of it is generational, but again, kind of like combating you know, those influences, which I think a lot of times we don't necessarily um, talk about. And sure. I say that in my mind, I'm thinking about, you know, we, we think about, you know, social media, we think about television, we think yeah. about music and the influences and the culture that is, you know, often concentrated and very much a part of urban environments. Hmm. You know, and if we really began to dive into, you know, I, I just think about, you know, even some of the lyrics of the songs that some of these, um, you know, the lyrics to the songs. And I say that because one of the the last schools that I taught in it actually was in D.C., um, D.C. public schools. And 100 uh, percent of our student population qualified for free and reduced lunch. So mm-hmm. that lets you know. And would, um, I'm going to
3: uh, interrupt just a little bit because uh, I want uh, Mr. Golson to be able to respond to some of your thoughts about some of the contributing factors into uh, the school system. So we'll be right back.
7: WAVA now has a limited supply of half-priced Christian school tuitions in the DMV area. Go to WAVA.com to purchase a half-priced tuition for this fall before they're gone. Go to WAVA.com and click on the school bus. Half-priced Christian school tuitions now at WAVA.com. Available for new students only while supplies last. That's WAVA.com. WAVA.com.
8: If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consult
1: Imagine going to Paris and not visiting the Eiffel Tower or traveling to Rome and avoiding the Colosseum. You'd be missing those cities' main attractions. In a similar way, many Christians read Jesus' parables yet miss the main ideas. So how can you make sure you don't make that mistake? Find out in John MacArthur's study, Stories with Purpose, on Grace to You.
9: Weekdays at 1.30 a.m. and 9 a.m. on WAVA. I've been searching for ways to grow deeper in my faith and strengthen my daily walk, and I found it at Crosswalk.com. From Bible study tools to Christian living articles, devotionals, movie reviews, to marriage and finance articles, well, you get the idea. Crosswalk.com also has a great online community of Christians just like me. With everything just a click away, it's like having a trusted friend, teacher, and mentor right here at my desk every day.
0: Crosswalk.com, the intersection of faith and life.
3: I'm Dave Heiliger, filling in for Dr. Anderson as he's traveling travel a little bit. Can't wait for you to come back. You know, we're finishing up this Tough Topic Tuesday. We've been talking about the education system and some of the gaps that we see and the quality of outcomes that come out of our education system, specifically when we look at different communities of color and the kind of education outcomes that we see there. Um, and we're trying to make sense of it and make changes because one thing we truly, truly believe is that young people should receive a great education, no matter uh, what neighborhood they live in, no matter what challenges uh, the different generations have uh, faced. Each generation should have a fresh start of giving them as much opportunity for success and a future as possible. And so we've been talking with Ryan Golson. Ryan is a rising administrator at the Kip Academy in Baltimore, they're a, an, an, a charter school that's making some really great impacts in their community in West Baltimore. You know, in, in Baltimore City where uh, the racial education gap is uh, really, really strong, uh, their community sees, what is it, over 70% of your graduates go on to college, which is a great number showing the results of the work that you and your team have made in these uh, these young people's lives. Uh, right before we went to break, we had a caller who brought up this topic of some of these maybe we could call them upstream factors that affect downstream results. Mm, right, like S- some of these things that happen upstream that maybe don't necessarily factor into curriculum development or standardized testing, but they're factors that really do affect the kind of outcome that students receive in their education. Can you give a little bit of uh, insight into some of that
4: from your perspective? So as educators, what we see is that what happens in in culture, pop culture and modern culture, it has a great impact what's happening in the classroom. And during the pandemic, what I learned as an educator is, although we are different, although our school districts are different, different fundings, uh, different race, different ethnicities, all those things, but there is something very similar about all of our experience. We all saw how culture was impacting our students and the way they showed up to school each and every day. At Kit Baltimore and what many schools in Baltimore City are doing is we are putting a big emphasis on social emotional learning, mm-hmm. how kids come to school. And what I have learned a great deal is as an educator, I had to do the work to understand that sometimes when a kid comes to school or a student comes to school displaying some aggressive behavior or – some behavior that I would not choose or would not like makes it difficult, that they are missing a skill. Hmm. And when I recondition my mind to understand that they are missing a skill, and it is my job as an educator, as a supportive person in their life, is to teach the skill. Hmm. And when we look at that, to see that Some of our students come to us missing a skill, right? Um, Sometimes our families come to us missing a skill. So we have to be compassionate enough, and you'll hear that word again from me, but if we can be compassionate enough to teach the skill and give the skill so that we can ultimately improve the experience for our students.
3: You know, and these are skills that aren't just math skills, writing skills, reading skills. These are what you call social-emotional skills, learning skills that – Really build into the complete person. Absolutely. Well, Mr. Goldstein, can you give a final thought, you know, something that really instills some of your strategy and some of your heart as you invest in those that you care for?
4: So as a person of faith, I often often think about what moved Jesus. And when I think about Jesus, he was moved by compassion. It was his... Uh, focus of why he did everything because he was a compassionate person i try to live my life with compassion and because i live my life with compassion i think as i said and i alluded to earlier i think about a person's need before i can get to them as a teacher before i can teach academics what do they need so i can get them there
3: well father we think about your compassion and your grace and how you've met all of our needs let us be that deliverer of light to those around us